are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you so much for being part of The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at mytalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon and we appreciate all the moms who are tuning in, but we just appreciate all of the My Talkers in general because here on The Mom Show, we do talk about mom and family related subject matters, but we also talk about human related subject matters, things that can touch all of our lives, regardless of whether we are in the specifically in the mom role or not, because there are lots of complex things out there that we have to navigate as humans. And sometimes you go, I am so busy being in the midst that I don't have time to actually appropriately look at how this is affecting me as a human being. And so it is always a great pleasure to have our mom show panel of rotating experts come in. In particular, today we are joined by Dr. Andrea Hutchison and John Hutchison from Care Counseling. Welcome back to the mom show. Hi, thanks for having us. Morning. You, you know, this is a perfect time for you to come in. I mean, there's lots of reasons why stress pops up in our lives as human beings, but especially, especially as, you know, as parents, as people moving back into, you know, the school year is getting started. And I'll be honest, this is probably one of my most stressful times of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you're alone there. Yeah, where you sit there because it, it really just drives home that not only are you responsible for yourself, and that's hard, adulting, as mm-hmm. you say, adulting is hard, but I am so responsible for another creature's life and well-being, as in my son. You know, kind yep. of thing. Totally. And, so and the stakes you, go up every year. Yes, and you think that you have something, quote-unquote, figured out, and you're like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. here's another thing that we have to deal with. So we're going to talk about some patterns and some routines. There's going to be some very, you know, family related information mm-hmm. but it is relation information that we want to remind everybody it is general information we always mm-hmm. encourage you to be part of the mom show by doing that you can call us at 651-641-1071 get a question answered but we also want to remind you that all this is broad information is not psychological advice specific to you and it doesn't constitute a relationship so we encourage each of you to remember that this is an individual situation for you and it's unique and that you should make sure that you go and find your own counseling and mm-hmm. and we're going to actually remind everybody you know what it's like to go and see a counselor if you haven't done it before because I think that that's key you know for those of us that have gone it is a matter of going okay what's the right fit for me and what should my expectation be when I go to this and why you would do these kind of things yep totally so I think it's really important to kind of cover what does that look like to see somebody um yeah Mm -hmm. because I I mean I think like especially when we're talking about you know, we, we talk about falling back into, you know, we, we use it a lot when we're talking about the clocks. Yeah. But when we're talking about falling back into like this routines and things like that, you know, is there a reason why it's even more uh, important for our kids to be able to have those routines versus, you know, I mean, I feel better when I'm oh, in my I routine mean, as well. I think it, like de- developmentally, it's more appropriate to think about kids first, right? Because right. they're, they're just trying to learn how to, you know. Get into second grade, fifth yep. grade, seventh grade, high school, preteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that kind of stuff isn't natural and i think at at our best we're not very good at it right (laughs) you know i think that you know for me even i just want him back into you know i like being able to go 
well, we get up at this time. We get out of the building. I yep. get him to school. You know, I realize how much over the summer it throws me off because mm-hmm. it's that combination of, well, I want to be able to get stuff done, but I also feel like there's this expectation during the summer of creating mm-hmm. this amazing childhood memory, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. getting all of these things done and having it be all sparkles and shine yep. and rainbows. And, and then it gets back to school. And then sometimes I think I feel kind of guilty as a mom going, I am very relieved that it is somebody else's <laughs> responsibility <laughs> to keep track of you during the day because I'm tired. Totally. You know? yeah. So I'm totally. like, I just want to go to the gym and not feel bad mm-hmm. that yep. I'm like not <laughs> hanging out with you. So, yep. yeah. And that's part of what we recommend. I mean, mm-hmm. getting that good routine in place is so important, yet so hard. Just right. yesterday, John and I were talking. We're like, whoa, we kind of yeah. did the adulting mm-hmm. is hard. Yes. Like, where are the adults? Can they step in and help us? Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, even when you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, we, we do joke about, or at least I do about having those mom fails because there are, yeah. and then I have to remind myself that it is a matter of just me creating an expectation that I'm not breaking him if I can't get some of this stuff mm-hmm. done, but I do try. And, yes. and, and, and is that something that you kind of remind people when they're coming in? Oh, is that it's totally. about the trying and not the mm-hmm. being the perfection? Need, no, we do not need perfection. Right. We need good enough parenting. Mm-hmm. And that means sometimes good enough parenting means taking time alone, too. Yes. Andrew, you always talk about, like, to create a strong attachment with your kid, you need to be on, what, like 30% of the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So 30% of your interactions as a parent have to be good. Mm-hmm. Which, when you talk about mom fails, that's a lot of mom fails. You yeah. fit into your day. Well, you know what? Like, the other 70% isn't, like, bad parenting, but... <laughs> Well, so we're not giving you a license no. to so not try. Is we're this just why saying you're the professional. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but it's okay to take a minute and you know go to the bathroom and actually shut the door. Yes. You know, create those boundaries. Go to the kitchen and cook <laughs> dinner for everyone and have the kids, you know, do a puzzle or do something without you for a little bit. Right. That's okay. So it's okay that I told mm-hmm. him this morning, I'm like, I have already made you seven slices of toast. Eat some crackers. I'm going <gasps> to the bathroom. Yes. Like, I'm, like yes. I'm not making... You're done with a third of a loaf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you clearly have yes. consumed you know, food. You will, <laughs> your sustenance has been provided. Give me a moment. Totally. And okay. fostering that little, uh, you know, a little bit of independence here and there is really good too right because we want our kids to learn how to do things on their Mm -hmm. own with our support and then also eventually by themselves well i mean let's laundry list some of the routines that we think are important and then if you can even like help us prioritize in Mm -hmm. your professional Mm -hmm. opinion if we can only get two of the five and i'm just throwing out there's not a if we if if it's really just one of these things if you can get this handled it'll help the snowball effect not happen, mm-hmm. that would help me out a lot. Maybe personally. sleep would be a good one to start with. Okay, yeah, let's start perfect. with sleep. Mm-hmm. So a good sleep routine is super important. I know I brought it up last month. I'm going to probably bring it up every single time mm-hmm. because sleep is so important and it kind of creates uh, difficulties with most diagnoses that we see in the clinic. Right. Right. So is this kind of like how your primary physician always talks about eating healthy and exercising? Mm-hmm. Or at least they bother me about that. Right. <laughs> You're like, here's the foundation. If you get this okay, done, then it. we'll work on the ancillary things as well. Yeah. Right. And That's those fair. are really important for mental health, too. Okay. okay. Keeping that stuff in mind, sleep is um, really important. So having a good bedtime routine, turning off the screen. Right. Just so figuring out a certain time you can turn off the screen. Having a set routine every single night really mm-hmm. helps kids. Okay. It helps us too. Right. So as long as you know you're working on your kids' sleep routine, that's a really great time to work on your own. Pick right. a bedtime for yourself. Yes. You know, whether that's ten o'clock at our house, mm-hmm. we call it double digits. Okay, fair enough. So it gets scary digits. when you're in double yeah. digits because yeah. you know the morning's coming hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I am dwindling oh, my actual totally. sleep time. Yeah. So yeah, good sleep routine. Getting a routine with homework too. Okay. So we call it the pre Mac principle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a fancy word for basically 
do what you don't like first and Fair follow enough. it up with something you like. Okay. So mm-hmm. I encourage kids I work with to do their homework when they come home from school. They could take a 10, 15 minute break to eat, regroup, get the homework mm-hmm. done, then go Just out and play. Just knock it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Get it done first. Because otherwise, if you put it off, I'm sure everybody listening has done that before. Yes. It just is this weight on your shoulders, and you never really enjoy mm-hmm. the fun stuff quite as much. Right. And it's so hard to do homework at 9 p.m. True. Versus you, 3 p.m. Because then you're rushing, yeah. and, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't have the energy. And it probably just, I remember, you know, that's one of the few things I can remember, you know, from when I was a little kid. A lot of things just get watered down, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, as we age. But I do remember the longer you procrastinate on some of those yeah. things, then it makes it feel even more ominous. Yep. Totally. You know, because you can't not do it. But mm-hmm. now you're tired and you're crabby and you're not thinking work. And it does make it, yeah. you know, it does make it even more difficult to do. And it not later. only are you crabby, the parent helping your guardian, mm-hmm. they're also tired at that point. Right. They've yeah. probably worked all day. I mean, everyone listening probably can relate to that, too. You're tired at the end of the day, whether right. you're mm-hmm. working around the house, getting your family in order. If you go to a job and you're working really hard all day there, um, it's just it's a lot to do at the end of the day. Right. So the so earlier you can knock it out, the better. We recently started at care counseling being in school at Torah Academy, which is oh, the nice. Jewish okay. day school mm-hmm. in um, St. Louis Park. And we were prepping a like a variety of different like psychoeducational modules. And one of the things I thought was interesting when we were talking about homework routines was front-loading the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. All right. You want to talk yep. about mm-hmm. that for a second? It's kind of the same idea. So it's that pre-MAC principle again. So getting the stuff done that you don't want to do first. Okay. So let's say you have a bunch of homework. You have a math Mm -hmm. assignment, science, and art. You love the art. You want to do that. Right. Save that for last. So getting the hardest thing done first. So if science tends to be the subject you're struggling the most in or your kid is, Help them get that done first when they have the most energy and reward it by using mm-hmm. doing the stuff they like more. Right. All right. That makes sense. I Maybe like that idea. We have time mm-hmm. set aside yep. for your family afterwards. And well, I actually do it as an adult, too, with yeah. my chores. If I have to do laundry and dishes and I want to watch a movie, well, I'm going to do the movie last. Right. I'm going to get the stuff I don't like done mm-hmm. first and or I'll do the movie and laundry at the same time. But now, you to reward it with something. What if you have one of those kiddos that is just very resistant to doing their homework and they're oh, having a really hard. difficult time? Like, like how do you have kids? those conversations? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I was a big nerd and I was yeah. like, homework didn't bother me. I don't have that kid. And so yep. how do you help articulate, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that's really hard, especially when you have younger kids that what we're oh, doing is so we're tough. helping you prepare for something that's so far down mm-hmm. the road yes. when you're in a, you know, in a child's mind. Like, none of this is a value. And so me going, right. well, you will eventually... Maybe so, need to new no. It'll help you navigate Shannon, a certain are you, thing. Are you familiar with the idea of like motivational interviewing? Not really. Okay, tell okay, me. It's, break it's, it down. I'll break it down, and then Andrea can correct me. Okay, I like <laughs> so, that idea. This is something that's actually used a lot in like the business world and mm-hmm. professionally, but it's the idea of breaking um, projects into bite size, meaningful chunks. Okay, right. So, like, if your kid has to do homework, you don't break it down. You don't say do all your homework. You say, can you do the first five problems in your math assignment? That way, they can finish mm-hmm. and actually get like you can say, good work. You okay. finish your first five problems. It makes it way easier to digest. Yes, it's mm-hmm. used a lot of times with people that have long-term illness. Okay, because they're so overwhelmed. Yes, if you're dealing with diabetes. Like that's a really, really big thing to buy right. off. Right. Um, but if you're trying to just balance, like. Eat healthy for one day is way easier than balance your blood sugar all the time. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Totally. And I think that's really good advice. So working with, you know, your kid and figuring out you know them the best. Yes. How long is their attention span and trying to figure out how can we get a little bit of stuff done and then reward it? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of stuff done and reward it. And even adults, I mean, you're right, kids, this is really long-term thinking. Right. Yep. Even adults can only make it two weeks till they get paid. Exactly. Yeah. Research okay. has shown we can't wait any longer than right. that. Right. Actually, um, Nate Penns and I put together a really interesting um, document on, like, five tips for parents for motivational right. interviewing that's on our um, Facebook page or blog if 
parents want to check it out. Okay, well, let's so. give them that information again, and then yep. we'll go to break for so our So just go to carecounseling.com and then find resources, and um, it's called Motivational Interviewing. All right, well, when we get back, we're going to cover some more information about helping you fall back into routines for not only your kids, but for you as well. We're also willing to take your questions. You can be part of the Mom Show by calling us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the folks from Care Counseling. Thank you for being part of the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. There's also a great resource if we cover anything a little too quick for you, or if you have a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing anything that we have on the Mom Show, it's always great to go to our website, MyTalk1071.com, use the keyword mom, and then you can go mm-hmm. ahead and find this episode and previous episodes. And so Dr. Andrea Hutchison and John Hutchison from Care Counseling are joining us. We've been talking about trying to fall back in routines, mm-hmm. starting these healthy patterns. You know, and and before we go to the phone, because we do have a great call online that we'd like to go to, but just reminding people that, you know, as you said, Andrew, we're not trying to be perfect. You know, we're just trying to no. work on everything, right? Yeah. Being perfect totally. is a great way to fail. Yeah. And oh, just make yourself feel worse. Totally. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. What a great way to get extra anxiety in your life. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, and we all know from exa- you know, from 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 our own lives mm-hmm. that just snowballs again. We talk yeah. about that effect where it just manifests and just continues yeah. to go. Totally. The yeah. concept of perfection is my best way to fail. Yeah. Because I just give up after a while. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is never. I can't happen. do that. You're like, you yeah. get to the I can't really quick mm-hmm. when you have this unrealistic it. thing. <laughs> so we always appreciate you being part of the mom show. You can do that by calling us at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. So, Julie, thank you very much for holding. Julie, what is your question for uh, Dr. Andrea and John? Oh, hi, Dr. Andrea and John. I am calling because I have a sixth grader, or excuse me, seventh grader now. My God. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get with it. Oh my Middle gosh, isn't that the worst at the pharmacy when they're like, what's your birthday? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, my kid's birthday? Right. I know this. <laughs> I got it. Just don't make me say the year out loud. <laughs> right, exactly. Say. Yeah. So, so the seventh grader, so we're trying to do the deal where you like, let the kid fail and then, you know, learn how to rebound and build the resilience that you need to to survive this life, right? And, um, and where and I'm trying to back off, and but I want to help, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't I can't talk about her schoolwork with her except on the you know during the one family meeting. But at the same time, on all the rest of the days of the week, I want to help by reminding her to do her homework yeah. and supporting her, but not nagging. And yeah. like that's a fine line. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I feel like you know, and Julie, uh, my just to to layer onto what your question is for John and Dr. Andrea. Don't you feel like sometimes just parenting gets counted as nagging? I'm not mm-hmm. nagging. Yeah. I'm parenting, and yes. and you just can't win. I just saw producer Sandy do amen. <laughs> right. I am just. I am trying to appropriately parent you as a child, mm-hmm. and you are calling me a nag. And especially my uh-huh. son's in that same kind of age range that it sounds like your daughter's. And Julie, you can do no right. It's if you just interject with a, hey, you might want to, and then you get the look, the scowl. Right. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Like, I'm like, my son, he's like maybe like three word sentences most of the time. So I'm like, homework. No homework. Okay. Can you yeah. not yell at me over this thing mm-hmm. that just me trying to help you? Right. So yeah. I get it, Julie. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. So, so what are your suggestions, John yeah. and Dr. Andrea, for we're doing that? Well, I, I mean, I guess my question is, why can you only talk about it once a week? Is that just something your family has decided is the is the new protocol? Yes, that's our way of backing off. Like we're okay. going to have this one time where we go over it, and then if you if if the kid does the stuff she's supposed to do, mm-hmm. then great, we're good. If she doesn't, then there's a consequence. So and 
Yeah. Can I answer it as a manager and then Andrea can throw in her thought as a professional? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so if I was if I was dealing with this as like a human resource issue, what I would what I would do is I would set up um, specific steps throughout the week that they have to do and then I'd yeah. have them report on those steps yes. so that you can talk mm-hmm. about where the failure happened and you're oh, allowing yeah. them to hold themselves accountable and you'll you'll be able to like adjust that plan as you go forward versus just saying like, "Oh, you didn't do it" cuz like that could mean anything. And there might be right. like really good reasons, like I I couldn't finish because, right, right, sports, right. And then there's there's the whole like, well, I got a B plus, and I'm like a B B B plus. Well, that's okay, but you know, really, you're capable of A's. We want to see A's here, you know. Right? And then you don't want to have that pressure. Back like, when oh, I was young, <laughs> and I'm 35, uh, B pluses were pretty okay. Yes, you know, it is. It's okay, but I mean, and this is a whole other conversation, right? Like the expectation is maybe a little crazy. When you know that they could do better. and But I mean, Dr. Andre, we'll let you weigh in because I do. And Julie, thank you so much for being, because I think that just by having this question brought up, you can see that you are not the only one. So, so, Dr. Andre, what is your... And you're doing so good. I can hear it. You're trying so hard and that's awesome. Julie, you're working hard as a mom. It sounds like your family's coming together to really try to support your seventh grader mm-hmm. um and you know i don't know the whole situation so i'm going to speak more generally uh versus giving you know specific ideas mm-hmm. to you but you know it is related um so this reminds me of the idea of kind of um so i use psych terms and i'll kind of change the terms to more normal terms so right. we use the idea of the zone of proximal development okay so if you picture of like course. a horizontal line and then a horizontal line higher than that one and that's the zone of what a kid can do on their own. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we constantly want the top line to keep moving up. And the way that mm-hmm. we do that is we push kids to the upper limit of their line with support. Okay. And so that'll keep moving up. So it sounds like you want your seventh grader to keep moving their line up, but do it very independently. And that might be kind of hard for them without extra what we call scaffolding. So the scaffolding kind of you think of with buildings, the scaffolding that helps people get higher up. Um by scaffolding your kid and helping, you know, per, you know, John's idea was mm-hmm. great. The idea of breaking it down and figuring out where are they struggling? What's getting in the way? Where's the mm-hmm. breaking point? Um, and being there and having a little, I would recommend a little bit more hands-on. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, but checking in a little bit more often, you know, even. Especially if you want to be high achieving. Yep. Totally. Right. And, you know, stress can get in the way. So we want to make sure too, it's not anxiety or perfectionism that could be influencing the B plus versus getting the A. I would probably toss like a healthy reward structure in there too. Okay. Totally. And totally. we have a similar, I mean, and and I, again, we appreciate Julie calling. If you have yeah, a question, you can always be part Julie, of the show you. at 651-641-1071. But I, you know I agree with what she said. Right. Divorce. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. Cause mm-hmm. I know we were talking about getting back into routines and like mm-hmm. the idea that divorce um, as we were talking, like preparing for this, we were talking about how divorced parents have a much harder time because even if they get along, yes. you have two different environments and, you know, kids, especially when they're like preteens, teens are really good at playing those parents off one right. another. So, Andrea, I know you were talking about different ways to make like mm-hmm. it feel similar, consistent, et cetera. Totally. So often what we recommend is trying to get the two homes to feel as consistent as possible Um, One way you could do this is, let's say we're talking about that bedtime routine again. You know, if you're working with a therapist or even if um, the kid wants to help with one of the parents, figuring out some kind of bedtime routine Mm -hmm. and writing it down and having it posted at both homes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the bedtime routine looks the same at both places. Um, This could be the same as the morning routine. A lot of kids, you know, struggle actually with the morning. It's trying to get them dressed, out of the house, brushing their teeth, getting Mm -hmm. their lunch packed, you know, whatever that entails. 
um, trying to get that consistent between the two homes. And then the other big thing I recommend, if um, a family can afford to have, you know, toothbrushes and mm-hmm. toothpaste at both, you know, homes, that really helps because I don't know if you've ever, Ms. Shannon, traveled where you go from one city to the next and you're living mm-hmm. out of a suitcase. Yes. It's so stressful sometimes trying to find that shirt you want or your toothbrush. I don't and- know, though. That hotel room's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I True. don't think my kid would appreciate it. But I mean, I you know, because we're, we're in that we're in that scenario where there are certain things. And, and so back mm-hmm. to what when we're prioritizing what yeah. routines we should do, because there are just some differences sometimes that... You can't have them be the same because yep. each, you know, you know, each family unit totally. is different. Like there are just sleep, there are homework, food, sleep, right? homework, food. OK, because that would I, I think that that helps because that is one of those things where, you know, just real talk. Things can't be the same at my mm-hmm. house as they can be at my ex-husband's house. And I think for that's multiple okay reasons. Too. OK, I think we just have to state that out loud. Like, hey, this is the way dad does it. OK. And this is the way mom does it. All right. And kids will learn those rules. They get confused with things that are constantly changing. OK, so I think. In particular cases where mom and dad disagree on a bedtime routine. I think that's okay as long as it's explicitly talked about. Like, okay. oh, this is the way we do it at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but kids do like things being consistent, just right. like we do. I also think a lot of times with divorced couples, maybe they're not getting along super well as uh, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, trying mm-hmm. to, st- like, s- bedtime routine, that's a pretty easy one to talk mm-hmm. about. Yes. It's a lot easier than, like, how are we going to show love? Yes, uh, okay. <laughs> what kind of fun things are we going to do <laughs> right. with uh, the yes. little chiclet? All right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we are going to continue on talking about these patterns and these routines. Mm-hmm. and how you can basically just help your child navigate what is a difficult situation for them. And if it continues to be difficult for them, it ends up being difficult for you. And are we going to talk about seasonal affective disorder and SAD next? Yeah, I'd love to get to that, too, since that's a common uh, diagnosis that comes up, especially in you know cold climates like Minnesota. Right. When it starts getting dark a little early. And I was shocked. That happens way earlier than I expected. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that, and we're willing to take your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon, Dr. Andrea Hutchison, and John Hutchison are here from Care Counseling. And before we move into our next segment, let's remind everybody how to find you online. They, of course, can go to our website, but you have your website set up as well. Yeah, you can go to carecounseling.com um, or you can just Google, yeah, just Google mm-hmm. Care Counseling. You'll find mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and then you have you know, a, a suite of clinics, so mm-hmm. you make it easy for people based upon what works out for them. Mm-hmm. And you also, uh, one of the things that I thought was good to know is that a lot of times when you were starting the process of going, yeah. yep. is finding counseling the right step for me? And yep. we did cover some of that mm-hmm. in previous shows. But knowing that you're working around schedules, mm-hmm. that you yeah. also make sure that your staff is appropriately cared yep. for mm-hmm. so that you have that consistency and, and that you don't have to feel like, you know, because you do start thinking odd things like, am I a burden to my counselor? Oh my and God, it's like, right. no, no, no. So to know that it's like, no, this is appropriate for you to go there and seek the kind of support that yes. will work best for you. So as someone who works with a lot of therapists, but mm-hmm. is not one, yes. um, I, I'm shocked at how hard the work is. Oh, and yes. This industry is brutal for the therapist. And we put a lot of controls in place. And I know a lot of organizations do to try to watch out for their, like, the beginning and ends of their day. Understandable. It's really easy to bleed morning and night. That mm-hmm. being said, our whole strategy is to have same week availability every single week. Right. And to be really, really good generalist. Because a lot of times when people come into outpatient um, settings, they don't know how to verbalize their symptoms. Right. It's like this weird thing between like a physical, a job interview and a first date. Yes. Where you're going in and you're talking about yourself. You're talking about your ha- like your health, your past history, why you're there. And 
That's called a diagnostic assessment. Yes. And it is um, quite an experience. Right. They might feel cathartic, but you're not going to, no one's, no one gets better. Right. In that first discussion, mm-hmm. because of course you don't. People are complex. And sometimes, especially if you haven't gone before, you probably have so much to unpack, you don't mm-hmm. even know where to start. Where it's like, do I yes. start when I was a kid? Do I start? So having someone that can help them navigate, yep. Yep. you know, well, yep. I just don't feel good. How do I articulate to what are, you know, what's the symptom? What's the yeah, cause? And our, our admin team is really, really good at kind of skirting that line between talking about symptoms, like why you're coming in without opening up, opening it up entirely. Right. Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a floodgate. Yes. Right? Like you want to start sharing your whole story and they want to figure out who is clinically appropriate so that when you do that the first time, it's heard by the right person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Andrea and the team spend a ton of time training um on these generalist principles. So like, what are the most common diagnoses? Um, what, like what kind of presenting symptoms should you look out for? That way we can make sure we start getting you the right kind of treatment. Um, Rapidly. And anyone can mm-hmm. at the clinic versus just. Yeah. And those first few sessions can be really hard. It's a lot of questions. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it's more structured than kind of traditional therapy too. And so our therapists are also really mm-hmm. well-trained on how to kind of put it back together before you leave, because we also don't want yeah. you to leave so raw that you don't want to come back. Right, Um, right. Because it's going to be most helpful if you do come back and you do give it a shot. Yep, we always suggest, like, try it for five sessions. Okay. Because the the first two are diagnostic assessments. That's basically figuring out what's going on with you. Um, the third one's talk like the the primary purpose is to talk about what the treatment is like. So what what are you going to work on? Yes, and then you start actually working on it. So there's a bit of a dynamic change. Yes, from the first mm-hmm. three because there's a lot more interaction from the therapist mm-hmm. to the la- like to those last two in the five. Right, because that's when you start to, like working on. I mean, Andrea, you want to articulate well, that's what when you regular start processing, therapy? you know, your emo- it depends on the person, what they're right. for, mm-hmm. but processing emotions, trying to make sense of them, mm-hmm. naming feelings, trying to figure out some self-soothing strategies, working on coping skills, coping right? Skills. So kind of the foundation of therapy starts there. Once you have good, you know, coping skills, you can kind of ground yourself again. Then you can kind of get into the more, I don't know, a little bit deeper stuff. Right. And have a safety net of you can get back up to normal. Because yeah. it might, you know, it's like it, it probably depends. I, I remember thinking, well, I can't go back to work now because I yeah. just feel too bad. You know, yeah. like and then going, OK, how do yeah. we get back to being able to like maintain mm-hmm. and feel that it was worse, you know, worth it to go yeah. there for all of us. And some people need, you know, two minutes to regroup mm-hmm. and to feel like they're ready to go back to work. Some people need 15 minutes. And right. So our therapists are constantly working and looking at that, trying to figure out. What does this individual mm-hmm. need so that when they leave, well, A, they went deep in session, but also when they leave, they're feeling put back together. Yeah. And that, I think, is a good way to uh, transition to what we're going to talk about, seasonal affective disorder. And mm-hmm. I mean, I we talk about it a lot this this time of year yep. because, but I don't think that it, it's very similar to a lot of things that we talk about that are in this realm where we're yeah. not quite sure. But now people mm-hmm. have managed to use it as a marketing tool. So I'm like, should yeah. I be buying different light bulbs? Well, you know, or kind of thing. Right. And so it's really, you know, what is the actual, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, the what should I be looking for? Mm-hmm. Is it everybody? Do I yeah. need to make sure that I am like building up, shoring up my walls so that <laughs> things don't come crashing right. down on me once we get into the midst of winter. Right. Well, and actually, as I was looking through all of my notes before coming on, I realized, oh my gosh, most of us have these symptoms in the winter living <laughs> right. in Minnesota. Yes. Um, but when you actually have seasonal affective disorder, which the acronym is SAD, yes. um, this is a subset of major depressive disorder. So it is um, basically a diagnosis of major depressive disorder. So the symptoms we talked about last time and i'll get into some of them mm-hmm. more specifically here um so it's a little bit you know more extreme than what mm-hmm. most of us feel but i actually feel a lot of or i 
have noticed a lot of Minnesotans actually have a lot of these symptoms. Okay. Just not at the point of getting diagnosed. Now, can I ask you, like, I was talking about this with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who seems to have it, um, have all these symptoms, but they're not related to the fall. They're related to the summer. Interesting. And And so, you know, does that come up in other people that it's... It does. It's called atypical seasonal effect seasonal affective disorder and i was okay. gonna talk about that but i thought it's so it's not as common and i do feel yeah. like i but have a happens. couple of friends that are in that scenario yes. where the mm-hmm. winters don't bother them yep. but it also seems and we can go into the general the the the, the general idea of what it is that you're feeling mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. because in the summer they feel like they're like it's almost too much sun so they have all mm-hmm. these expectations that they're supposed yeah. to get all this done but right. because of their particular lines of work things kind of slow down yep. yeah. and then they're super busy in the fall and the winter mm-hmm. so it's like they have Which other things to going. think about it keeps yeah. them going and then in yep. the summer they're like i'm in the weeds yep okay totally all right so that's a legitimate real a uh, set of symptoms. Too. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yes, I yes. don't think they, they didn't think that they were imagining it, but they almost yes. did because you only hear about it in the winter. And I'm like, well, that's totally. what people talk about in the winter. Fair people enough. talk about it a lot, especially in Minnesota, the winter seasonal pattern. And that is a little bit more common. Okay. Actually a lot more common. Um, but the recommendation with either type is start tracking your mood because to get a diagnosis of seasonal affective disorder, you need to have the symptoms for two years. So you kind of want to track it and see, you know, did I experience it this year? What about last year? What did that look like? Maybe even the year before. Um, and some of the symptoms we're going to look at, it's really similar to depression. Okay. So um, I'm just going to state the more common ones. And keep in mind with any diagnosis, it can vary person to person. So right. this is sort of a general overview. Um, but a lot of people who have seasonal affective disorder, hypersomnia. Okay. And we... I think a lot of us feel that in the winter where you want to say hibernating. <laughs> it sounds like that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hypersomnia. Yes. So we hear insomnia a lot. That's, yep. you know, when you can't sleep enough or you feel like you're awake a lot throughout the night. Hypersomnia is sleeping too much. Right. Sleeping, you know, 11, 12 hours of sleep a night, maybe okay. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, or taking a lot of naps. And I'm sure all the parents listening to this are thinking like, oh, yeah, I, I commonly sleep way too much. <laughs> What does way too much feel like anymore? <laughs> right. I don't even know. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I'd love to have one day of sleeping too much. Yes. And I'm like, oh. That yeah. sounds kind of good. Yeah, so exactly. I feel um, like carbo-loading is a big part of... Yep. Carbo-loading. So eating more. So okay. waking, um, being very hungry, especially with carbs. So the research has shown that people, when they're experiencing SAD or seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. uh, they really crave carbs. Okay. So that's one thing to kind of keep your eyes out for, being really tired during the day, feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one I think is huge for a lot of Minnesotans, um, isolating. So this is yes. where, you know, you either don't make the plans mm-hmm. or in the winter you make plans with people. And at the last minute you're like, oh, I'd rather just stay home and watch TV. Right. So kind of that, um, again, hibernating. Yeah, so. I was yes. going to say, it all comes back to like. <laughs> so I think we all experience some of these. It's to the point where it's impacting relationships, work. Um, you want to look for is this happening more days than not for most right. of the day and if that's happening that's a time to maybe reach out and see if somebody could help and that's so when, if like, it's one day that's not that big of a deal but you're saying if it's if you've noticed this mm-hmm. over two separate winters or summers mm-hmm. or any of those mm-hmm. things two separate seasons then so, you're yeah. allowed to sit there and go oh, this might be one it. season you still could go in and get some support before okay. it becomes a second season i think a lot of people deal with like the idea of they're they're, they're tired all the time they're mm-hmm. overeating um they're isolating a little bit i think when you start getting into like hopelessness right yeah. And like suicidal thoughts, or I love this concept, passive suicidal ideation. Okay. It's when you're thinking about what would the world be like without me? Okay. What if I just didn't wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. That's like you flirting with suicidal thoughts. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Good uh, to know. That yes, you think so. Well, yeah. It's very common it's very too. Common. So when that happens, when you're having those thoughts, talk to somebody. Yeah. Make sure people know you're experiencing that because although it's common, 
it can lead to suicidal thoughts and okay. or action. And part of the reason care counseling is doing this is we believe in mental health. Um, which is different than mental illness. Right. So if you're dealing with like passive suicidal ideation rather than like an attempt, that's a much better thing. Right. Because you're you're being proactive. It's much easier. It's more humane, like the way the treatment works, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have a few other things we want to cover, like some more expectations and what happens when you go to mm-hmm. therapy. And, and we get our final section, Dr. Andrea. John, what do you guys want to cover as we wrap up today? We're going to talk about, so let's say you are having kind of a seasonal pattern to your symptoms. So with SAD, it usually starts actually in October, which mm-hmm. is surprising to many people. And it goes through kind of March. Um, so if you're starting to have some of those early warning signs mm-hmm. that maybe your mood's kind of declining a little, you're a little bit moodier than normal. What can you do now before it becomes more intense? Fair enough. We'll cover that and we'll also take your calls. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with our friends from Care Counseling here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. In studio today, our friends from Care Counseling, Dr. Andrea Hutchinson and John Hutchinson, just letting you know that you are not alone. You know, we remind you, and regardless of what scenario you're dealing with, there are people that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to do that and not to sit there and go, you know, I there's something wrong, you know, and we put wrong in quotes, if I have to go and talk to somebody. It's mm-hmm. not a have to. It should. It's very helpful. And mm-hmm. and we all have those moments where having some support system can benefit you to even help you just be a better human being. So don't feel bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Right. And I'm totally biased yes yes but i see it as just as important as going to the gym eating healthy i think it can be really beneficial for a lot of people to check in with your mood check in with your emotions where you know your past maybe influences where you're or how you're seeing the world today right Mm -hmm. and continue to work on it yeah it's like a great form of self-improvement yes Mm -hmm. You know, if we're doing all of these things, we're sitting there going, I need to drink more green tea. It's like, it's okay to go and say, maybe I should have somebody help me with my, you know, emotional health and where Mm -hmm. I'm at and help me process some things. I I know I said this last time, but I think like, so like care counseling is one of my first experiences within the world of mental health, other than just like all of the sad stories that all of us have. Yes. Um, But it's, it's really fascinating that like the number one users of mental health services are mental health practitioners. Right. Like the fact that they use their products in my mind um, really proves the fact that they see value in it because they're spending money on it. They're like, they take the time out of their day and it's not, you know, like everyone's too busy. Right. You know, or you feel like, oh, I'm just whining. They're not this. We're not and uh, no. to go. No, you know, all of these feelings are valid and, and have some place that goes, we can help you appropriately have all of the feels. And anybody right. that has worked with a therapist and thought at some point, like, wow, you seem really balanced. Right. <laughs> that, I think that's part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we do need to wrap up some information that you yeah. were covering. Dr. Andrea talking about seasonal affective disorder. Yep. So I'm going to kind of go over now, what can you do about it? So let's say, you know, it's getting darker at night lately. It's dark in the mornings often, depending on when you wake up. Um, What can you do now if you're starting to notice some of those symptoms? You're starting to feel a little bit moody. You might feel a little bit down compared to normal, a little extra tired. Um, So the first thing you can do, and I know I mentioned it before, track your mood. Okay. And there are many, many apps. So you might want to go on your phone and see if you can find an app for it. Mm-hmm. You could also just use a journal if you don't have a smartphone like or paper and a pen. Yeah. Like old <laughs> school paper and a pencil, right. you know, track your mood, kind of keep track of, you know, how many days a week am I feeling down? Uh-huh. Is it, what am I feeling? Is it extra irritability? Is it feeling kind of depressed? Is it not wanting to do kind of the things I normally like to do? Mm-hmm. So tracking those things, you know, even appetite and the types of foods you're craving can be helpful. Yep. Um, the next one would be you could consider talking to a mental health professional. 
having those notes tends to be really, really helpful for a therapist. If you don't have those notes, that's okay, too. Uh, You'll figure that out together. Um, But if you have them, bring them in. It's really helpful for the provider. So if you come somewhere like care counseling, it's not like you don't have to worry about bringing in notes or other like Mm -hmm. kind of materials to sort of like highlight what you're feeling or what you're seeing. Totally. Like I'm thinking about our caller bringing in like, hey, here are the meetings. I would be surprised (laughs) if they have like meeting notes from their family meetings. Like bring that in and say like, we've been trying all these things. But yep. it doesn't seem to be sticking. Right. Yep. And trying to figure out what could work. Okay. So looking at what they're currently doing, um, so we can go from there. Super right. helpful. And actually with, I don't see that many clients anymore uh, now that I'm running the clinic, but uh, my clients all bring notebooks and okay. or they have a little thing on their phone where they track things they mm-hmm. want to talk about with me throughout the week, uh, which is really helpful because then they come in really prepared. They use the whole hour uh, very effectively. Again, I don't mm-hmm. require it. It's just something a lot of my clients have started doing um, yeah. because it helps. It right. helps them track what's happening. It helps me understand what's happening on a day-to-day basis. Otherwise, when you ask, how are you doing? You think about right now, how am I doing? It's exactly. hard to remember. Like, Well, I'm here feel? now. This right. was a yeah. champ- I championed it totally. by getting in here. So totally. understandable. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, as a fan of, I call it gamifying my life. Like there are gamifying. reasons why, like, you know, I, yes, it does help me that I do have apps that just yeah. remind me to check in on those yeah. kind of things. Or I do have like, you know, I talk about it even with my finances mm-hmm. and stuff. When that turned into a thing that I can mm-hmm. have that yeah. help me do it. It for me was like, look, you don't have an excuse. It lives on your phone. You're looking at it anyway. So totally. right. some of the apps even ding throughout right. the day and kind of remind you like, oh, track your mood right now. Exactly. Or breathe. Right. Breathe. breathe. Yes. Breathe. Yes. Yeah. yeah I agree I have this with new that. Watch mm-hmm. and it keeps notifying me when to breathe. Yes. And so it's actually tracking my <laughs> that heart rate. So silly, right. Mm-hmm. And so when my heart rate goes up, it actually reminds me to breathe. And I, you wow. know, it sounds silly, but it is important. Like I was one of those things that have been mm-hmm. in my little particular mental uh, health and wellness, yo. Know, that I've added mm-hmm. to my life is actively that's watching and tracking my yeah. breath and keeping yeah. track of those things. I'm like, wait a minute, you do spend a lot of time like on mm-hmm. borderline crisis level breathing, you know, yeah. versus no breathe for real. Right. <laughs> for a while, exhale every well, once in a while. We've done some studies to show that, you know, of course, nicotine's addictive, yep. mm-hmm. but part of why people really enjoy smoking is it's a break from your day. Right. And you're doing deep breathing. Yeah, it's right. a breathing exercise. Right. So I could just do that. I'll just go just breathe. Don't smoke. Right. Just <laughs> breathe. Just go outside actually, and breathe. I actually have heard that, like, um, part of the cessation training is actually, like, if, you fe- if yep. you're really feeling the desire to smoke, to step outside and spend a, spend a minute just practice breathing. Okay. Like, Put your finger up to your mouth like you mm-hmm. would if you were smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette. And if you still want a cigarette after that, that feels like that'll feel better. But most people actually feel calmed down. Right. They feel mm-hmm. centered. Right. Um, because they've taken a second to like still their heart. So when we're talking yeah. about seasonal affective disorder, do we need to jump to mm-hmm. go and get this over the counter supplement? Go and do mm-hmm. that. Get a bunch of new light bulbs for your house. Or is mm-hmm. that kind of just stop get the they they the easy, the quote unquote mm-hmm. easy road that we could do from a big box store, and then you think yep. you're better, but you're not really affecting anything. Which is it? You know, it has been shown to be really effective. Okay, so I would talk to your prescriber or your primary care physician about the idea of getting like a happy light. They call them. Okay. Um, sometimes they're called like a light box too. You'd want ten thousand lux. Okay. Um, they sell on Amazon. They're the Costco kind of one's really good. Okay. Um, but people find those effective, and right. you're supposed to use them. You know. 20, 30 minutes a day. Some people only need 10. Some people need a little more. And that's where you want to talk to your prescriber. To we might have one in our bathroom. Okay. We, can we flip on in the morning. Yeah. So while we brush our teeth, put on makeup for me or mm-hmm. John's shaving, yeah. the happy light's just on. 
And I, I mean, not, I struggle personally with the winter. Like it right. gets into like the mm-hmm. cold weather, and I like I want to hibernate. I already like carbs. I just feel like <laughs> so you're like yeah. this is made for me. I know. And I'm like this is built. <laughs> this is for what I do. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's it's helpful. So yes. like a lot of times, Andrea will just put it on for herself, and then I end up getting a dose. Right. I'm like I don't need that. Then you're like, well, wait a minute, I do feel better. Yeah, right. I do feel better. Yes. Totally what, unrelated. Part of why it works is what it does is it turns off the melatonin production in your brain. Okay. So you're waking up it helps you get on a better sleep schedule so your body knows at that time it's time to wake up and then you're getting the vitamin d okay and you can take vitamin d supplements too okay so again talk to your prescriber figure out how much and what uh type would be best for you but that's been shown to be super effective right and most minnesotans are deficient in the winter right vitamin d um that's definitely a really good option especially women so i read a study recently that Mm -hmm. almost 100 percent of women in the winter so a lot of moms out there right we need more vitamin d and then you're wondering why am i extra crabby you know kind of thing i'm like because i mean we're gonna have our crabby moments nobody expects you to never be crabby but you're like why am i extra crabby why Mm -hmm. am i not having a good time Right now. Yep. And yep. nothing's fun. I'm like, you just, we want to get you out of that phase. So like, nothing's like, fun. I should be having fun right, right. now, but really I'm just, just nothing's fun. Yeah. And so, you and know, getting in that moment, that, getting out of it is great. Get out. So that's yes. the other thing. Instead of isolating when you don't feel like going out, just go out and tell yourself, I can just go for a half an hour. I can leave if I'm not having fun or if I feel like I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But just getting there and socializing can be super helpful. Another thing that can be helpful because we're deficient in vitamin D is um, get outside. Find yep. a winter sport mm-hmm. you like, or walk your dog, or do something to get a little bit of sunshine on your face mm-hmm. yep. uh, throughout the winter. If anybody needs any help, I am looking for more Pokemon Go friends, so you can always there do that, and we will be outside that as well. Perfect. If I don't you help go. you, Wizard United, I'm on that too. I We're all good. It. Yeah, I love exactly. It. Go, we yes. love HP. Yes, let's go walk. Right, exactly. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, make your house brighter. Open your shades. Make sure you are getting light in your house, especially if you're somebody who works from home, you're a stay-at-home mom. Super important if you work in an office, um, try to get sit by a window periodically. Eat lunch by a window. Do something just to get it's a little pressure. bit of light. Right. Um, and if you can afford it and it you know works into your lifestyle, sometimes it's nice to have a sunny vacation to look forward to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I plug two things quickly that yes, we have coming please. up? Yes, please. One, and I know Miss Shannon's invo- involved in this too. We have Shout Out Loud coming Woo! up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really important suicide prevention. Um, feel free to Google it. Check yes. out our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go that and you go, 5th, sh- yes, and yep. shout out loud MN is a good way to go yeah. find it if you're Googling it. It'll be a great event. It's mm-hmm. suicide prevention, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't heard of it, but it's an excellent resource, too. Right. Yeah. Right. And then we encourage you to go to our website again. Let's give that out again, please. Carecounseling.com. And you can always find us at mytalk1071.com. Keyword mom. Thank you, guys. Give us a call. We're super nice.